this is your boy Uncle Vin Rock from the legendary hip-hop group Naughty by Nature. And right about now you're listening to ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty. Ayo hey, Larry, tell them the top stories of the day. Rob Manford, Tony Clark, meet in person. And now, which was great because Manford traveled to Arizona where he met with Clark. That's where Clark lives. Face-to-face, 60 games, expanded playoffs, DH in both leagues. That's the way they wanted. That's the framework of the deal. And then afterwards, when you thought that Major League Baseball said that they had a deal and you thought that the Players Association said they had a deal, both sides said, we don't have a deal. Tim Kirchner was on Get Up this morning. Tim, what are we doing with this season? Well, I think the commissioner did it best last night with you, Greeny, when he said this is a disaster. This is. It is a total mess at the moment. I woke up this morning to a one-word text from someone who would know what's going on, and he just said this is pitiful. And that's where we are right now. Greeny, I covered the 81 strike. I covered 94, 95. It was terrible. But this in its own way is worse, given everything that's going on in this country. As you said, with the pandemic, protesters, 40 million Americans out of work and we're bickering over money. I cannot believe we are not in a negotiating room right now. It's been over a week. This is a crisis management situation, not a collective bargaining agreement. And they have to get together now if they're going to save this. So now, Timmy, the question is, since they met, when will they get back together again? That's going to be the interesting thing. Jeff Passer was on Golik and Wingo, and he says, you think you may not have baseball this year? It might go a little further. If you lose the 2020 season, you haven't played baseball since October of 2019. 2021 season is going to be even more difficult because you have the anger that 20 was shut down because you have players who are going to be even more entrenched in their positions because you have owners who fearful that there are not going to be revenues from tickets or not nearly as many revenues from tickets as they're used to are going to want to shut the whole damn thing down again. And you're going to have labor rancor like we haven't seen since I'm not even going to say since 1994, like we've never seen. Unbelievable. Let's move to the NBA where an extensive outline of coronavirus testing procedures, 113 page safety manual was sent to players, according to us and the athletic, which outlined the protocols for inside the Orlando bubble, including a requirement for positive coronavirus individuals to be transferred to quote, isolation housing, end of quote. In other words, the location will not house any players who did not test positive. The players have until June 25th to decide whether they want to go or not go. And of course, that's part of the concern of the Players Coalition. Our Malika Andrews was on SportsCenter to find out what else they want. So Avery Bradley, who is one of the leaders of that Players Coalition, told Adrian Wojnarowski and I exactly what it is that they are hoping to uh, have come to, to light today. So it's three things. One, he said, we would like to see an improvement in hiring practices for black coaches, black general managers, black presidents, because they want to see the decision makers of the league better reflect the, the racial makeup of the players. Secondly, they would like to work, see the league work more with black business owners 
customers and uh, black vendors. And then thirdly, they would like to see more financial donations like from what we've seen from Mark Cuban and Michael Jordan to organizations that serve black people. And so he said today, Avery said, look, I support the people who want to go to Orlando and want to use that platform. What I would like is for help from our owners because that will make our message more impactful. So that is the question right now, right? Where's the leverage? What do the players want? Does it help them if they play or don't play? Well, our front office guru, Amin El-Hassan, was on the jump, and he said players need to understand the loss of money if they don't play. When it comes to players deciding whether or not to play, I think for my money, that's on them to reconcile with themselves. I think we have to accept that they've come to that decision after deep thought, but the idea is I hope that everyone in that coalition realizes what comes along with that. And the idea is that guys like Kyrie and even Avery Bradley, they've got enough money in the bank to never play basketball again and their families are taken care of for generations. But there are a lot of players in this league. Some of them are two-way guys. Some of them are 10-day guys. Some of them are minimum guys. Some of them are rookie-scale guys. So they have a couple million, but not enough to say, I never have to play basketball or work a job the rest of my life. And they've got to understand the stakes at hand when they make this kind of decision. That's the only part that I hope they know when they join a coalition like this. Fascinating. Brian Windhorst. And why, when I say that, do I hear Peter Rosenberg singing Windhorst at sea? I'm sorry, was on Get Up this morning, and he talked about what happens to players who don't come, and will there be discussion on social justice? The players who choose not to come will not be penalized, according to the league. However, they will not get game checks, uh, which for you know a lot of players is several hundred thousand dollars uh, per game, up to 14 checks. So you don't have to go, but then you won't get paid. The other component that is not in this document, and it, look, this is a very intense, a lot of work document, but there's no discussion about what the NBA might do to uh, address and embrace the social justice um, initiatives that so many players are focused on. That is something that they are working on with the union right now, and that, we are learning, may be just as big of a factor at getting players to commit to the bubble as the health protocols. No question about it, Brian. And that's something that Adam Silver spoke to Mike Greenberg about on the return of sports Monday night. And he said that he encouraged players who were coming while they were there between games. They could invite various speakers in to talk about economic empowerment, to talk about uh, the police reform, to talk about various issues that they would like to see handled. So let's see if the players and the league can get together to come together to use this opportunity. So for those who do go and who do play, what their responsibilities are. And for those who aren't going to play, listen, understand it, got it. You do what you feel you have to do. It's individually based. But for those who are going, the emphasis and the pressure is going to be on you to make sure that you continue the conversation because as some of the players fear, if the idea changes, if the focus changes, and we're just focusing on what happened with the Lakers and Clippers last night. What's going on with, with Milwaukee? Can they win? How, wow. Look, look at what's going on with Toronto. And we don't talk about social justice and we don't refer to the things that are going on on the streets of our country every day. That's not going to fly. It just isn't. Cal Corver was on Sports Center Instagram live and he talked about what he cares more about than the championship. If my black teammates 
and friends and brothers feel like the best way to go about real change is to not play, I stand with them. I'm okay with that, right? If, if we think that is the best way for change, I care more about change happening than a championship. On the other side, I am on a team that feels like we could win. Mm-hmm. And I have never won. I would, I, I would, I would like to win. Is, is there a way to do both? I, I, I think there's a conversation there. But I, again, kind of like, kind of go back to your saying, like, I, I'm, I'm going to follow the lead of my black brothers and teammates on this. And I stand with them and whatever they want to do, that's what I want to do. All right. That's Kyle Corver. One of the note before we leave the NBA, Orlando Magic assistant Pat Delaney will interview for the Knicks head coaching job. This according to uh, Woj at ESPN. Delaney has been an assistant under Steve Clifford for five years after advancing within the Miami Heat organization. He spent a year as G League head coach with the Heat. So there's another name you weren't expecting, right? Let's move to the National Football League. Well, all of a sudden, Colin Kaepernick has been like the hot item. Listen to Anthony Lynn on Zoom. That's something that's that's probably on the on the workout list, you know. Uh, I haven't spoken with Colin. Not sure, if, uh, you know, where he's at as far as in his career, or what he want to do. But Colin definitely fits the style of quarterback for the system that we're going to be running. I'm very confident and happy with the three quarterbacks that I have. But uh, you know, you can never have too many people waiting on the runway. And as our Danny Rossini says, Anthony Lynn's team, not the only one who wants to work out Colin. When you talk to different coaches and GMs around the league about possibly bringing him in. Look, I can't tell you a team specifically right now that has the plan of bringing Colin in for a workout. But almost I talk to will say, okay, we're not going to do it. But I will tell you, there will be plenty of teams, teams plural. So it's really not a matter of if. It's going to probably be when Colin Kaepernick gets that call to come in for a workout with the team come this summer. Staying in the National Football League. Joe Judge, head coach of the Giants, says if players want to kneel for the national anthem in peaceful protest this fall, Joe Judge said he is going to support the players. The first-year head coach said the Giants have not yet discussed in detail how they will proceed on game days, but when asked if he would be okay with players kneeling and if he would join them, Judge said his and his organization's goal would be to support the court of action course of action that is important to their players none of the three giants who knelt for the anthem in 2017 olivier vernon landon collins or damon snacks harrison remain on the team speaking of kneeling kyler murray told uh on sports center when asked if he will be kneeling during the national anthem this season he said yeah i'll be kneeling i stand for what's right and that's the bottom line i call it like i see it and what's been going on is completely wrong so i'll definitely be taking a knee. That was Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray. Well, other folks are talking about taking a knee as well. Our Taylor Twelman, ESPN soccer analyst, was on Spain and Company, and he spoke about why kneeling in Germany was significant. I played for the red, white, and blue. I would have never knelt for the national anthem. However, Colin Kaepernick made me realize I was uneducated, I was unaware as a white man, of what he was trying to talk about. It was never about the flag for me, but he opened the eyes through the peaceful protest of what I needed to become more educated on. Now the fact that we're here, we're coming off a weekend where NASCAR got rid of the Confederate flag in Germany. Think of Germany's history as a country with racism. Germany had 15,000 people in downtown Berlin and a team in Frankfurt where for the German Cup semifinal, hashtag Black Lives Matter. So England, we see that today, and it's a monumental moment. 
But the fact that Germany led that conversation and NASCAR in the world of sport over the last 10 to 12 days, you can't convince me that we're not on the precipice of real change. No question. It's a worldwide phenomenon. That's what it is. Finally, a lot of talk about the U.S. Open. It is going to go on as scheduled right now over in Queens. And Serena Williams said, hey, guess what? She's playing. So this announcement has been on my mind all day, but ultimately I really cannot wait to return to New York and play the U.S. Open 2020. I feel like the USTA is going to do um, a really good job of ensuring like everything is amazing and everything is perfect and everyone is safe and um, it's going to be exciting. Um, it's been over it's six months since a lot of us have played professional tennis, so it is... Uh, I'll certainly miss the fans. Don't get me wrong. Just being out there in that New York crowd and hear everyone cheer. Like, I'll really miss that and getting me through some of those tough matches. But um, this is crazy. I'm excited. One of the best athletes in history, male or female, Serena Williams.